Divide. Such a cool idea um, to have grandfather and granddaughter doing a podcast. I'll have to check it out. Welcome to the 15th episode of the Gen Divide podcast. I am one of your hosts, Scott. And I am your other host, Grace. And we are joined in our Awesome downtown studios by none other than the movie genius Derek Warlow. Hey, hey, am I the first uh, two time guest? You are, yes. right? Is yes. that right? Oh my goodness, I feel so honored. Yeah, you should feel honored. That's a big, a big move. <laughs> big. Joel really, Rye Bread starts joining us. Yeah, <laughs> I really appreciate the uh, appreciate the uh, box of apples I got as a gift for of being course. on here. Of course, anytime. Uh, so tonight we are reviewing the movie Rad, which uh, I'm going to let Derek give a little background on, but uh, this was Derek's pick. As after- it was my pick. Unlike Do the Right Thing, this was my <laughs> yeah, pick. Yeah. This one actually was. Yeah, so Grace will be next pick. up in the rotation, whether she wants uh, to pick that tonight or later. So... Uh, are we uh, getting into the movie? We 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 scatter shooting. A we're little scatter bit. shooting. I just wanted to kind of oh, set okay. up set up you where always, we're headed. I think I did this last time. You throw me off with. I'm this. sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. Uh, but before we get to the movie and all that is uh, rad, we are going to <laughs> dig into first uh, a little scatter shooting as well as a little cleanup. I guess is that what we're calling it? Mopping up well, some previous subjects. It's, it's been like six episodes since I've been here. So I feel so like we need a happened. little bit of cleanup. I like it. Uh, just I a like few it. things. Mm-hmm. We can just uh, you know throw the football back and forth. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Let's start out wherever you want to go with that. Okay, so first thing I want to talk about is the uh, blockbuster versus Netflix fight, which Grace won handily. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What? Because yeah. even though I had the trump card of there would be no there grace, were, there were two. Yeah, yeah that's true. That is no, true. That's a big bullet You were dragging the argument away from what it was, so that that, that was point was basically was. invalid. Was, there were but, two things though that your dad left out, and then yes. I okay. felt like really underwhelmed his argument. Oh man! Oh, the first gosh. one, the first thing is that Blockbuster came up with the Netflix idea first. Did you know what? that? I think. You might have told me that before we started, and then you never mentioned I it never when we actually it. recorded. Well, I felt bad already because I knew I had this big body slam at the end of the whole podcast. So yeah, and like, then I was just like, no. My empathy was already showing. I was like, I can't do this Because you her. thought you were going to win yeah, so easy. You just thought she this. would just, just crumple. And yes. she's like, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I, I'm alive. Uh, yeah. yeah, I guess you win. Uh, no, like uh, Blockbuster, and do you remember Enron, the 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 much do you know what Enron is? No. If anybody ever saying no. it's Alan Green's fault. He should have taught you about Gosh, Enron. Alan. So Dog Enron it. was this energy company based in Houston. They did some really bad stuff, lied about a bunch of things, cost a lot of people retirement, cost a lot of money. Anyway, they had an agreement with Blockbuster for the first broadband streaming service. But it was the year two thousand, and since we were still using tin cans and dial up modems, <laughs> there was not the broadband ability for uh. people to stream movies. Mm-hmm. But they still clocked the profits from the supposed deal on their books, oh, which gosh. they never made. So that ended up falling. <laughs> Is in. any of this? There's an Enron documentary, yes, right? It's Is fantastic. it in this? Yeah, it's in there. Really? Yeah. yeah. I thought about playing the uh, clip from it, but I was like, yeah, it's boring. The second thing is, and this is where Blockbuster messed up. This was their, this was the death blow. They mm-hmm. had a chance to buy Netflix for two hundred million dollars. Two hundred million, Grace, and they're yep. worth didn't sixteen, seventeen. Did y'all talk about this? How much billion? They're worth, they're worth like sixteen, seventeen. Yeah, we billion. did. We did. And it's are probably you already gone are up you since then. Yes. I'm sure okay. that the uh, like COVID 17. has just driven the value of Netflix oh, up yes. even higher, probably. right? Yes, it's like sixteen or seventeen billion, I believe. As we're all watching Ted Bundy documentaries <laughs> and the, and the politician or whatever it is right. y'all like, and Fuller House. Oh yes, it's, back to that later. It, uh, but seriously, like they had a chance uh, to get in on the ground floor, 
the CEO said no thanks. No and thanks. And that was pretty much the death. We're going to stick with these tapes and these clamshells because this will <laughs> yeah. live forever. <laughs> forever. V- no one will get rid of VHSs. <laughs> we'll continue to rent. And, and not to jump around too far, but just a quick no. story. When I was talking to our friend Sean this morning yes. about his first experience with Rad, he said when they went in to rent it, they had to also rent the VCR. Yes. They rented the VCR and the movie and brought it and He home. talked about it this weekend about the fact that they didn't have a VCR. Was that, that in Bridgeport? Was there a place? I want to say like VC. Yeah, we had a couple of places. Uh, we had a TNT video and we had a BJ's video. And I'm sure we had other videos. <laughs> yeah. BJ's video had a tanning bed and <laughs> yes. was a photographer. At some point, we want to have uh, Grace's aunt, my sister-in-law, who worked there for a long what? time. Yeah, we're going to have her on just... We're going to have an entire BJ's episode with Shelly. At some point, too, they brought in, like, UPS and FedEx. There yeah. were, like, six different businesses going on in that one shop. Yes. It was incredible. I have to think Ink and Stitch is the closest thing to that right now in Bridgeport. We are the modern-day BJ. It's- yeah. Well, he would show up every yeah. Saturday at the soccer field. Yeah, and take, and take pictures. pictures of the kids on one knee with the yeah. soccer ball. <laughs> Very Napoleon Dynamite. Nice. But, um... Yeah, that that was a, those were the two things. But the main thing about Blockbuster that made it so special was going to the store with the group yeah. and everybody getting to like feel the boxes and oh, like, yeah. look at the colors. Mm-hmm. The kids would always go nuts, especially if they were super young. They would always love seeing all the like. There were just more cartoons than they could wrap their heads around. Yeah, yeah. At the store, do you a couple things real quick about kids in there? Do you remember the giant gumball machine? And how it felt like once a week a kid would choke on a giant gumball and then oh puke God. on the yes. floor. Yes. I didn't present oh. this, Grace, because it would have been a downfall to my argument, yeah. I think. Because I, I always felt like I would kind of see it and then ignore it. I'd be like, oh, what? I didn't <laughs> While someone else is cleaning right. it, I'd be like, I didn't see well, that. Well, do you remember? Uh, didn't you just put up Dirty Dancing? So it's right in front of Dirty Dancing. <laughs> so you're just a terrible employee. <laughs> The uh, the gum- I always wondered with the gumball machine is how much how many gumballs did you have to sell a week to make it worth it? I don't know mm. because if you sold a hundred gumballs, it was twenty five dollars. Yes. Like it was a nickel and dime like place. I don't know if you mm. remember, we had a meeting one time where there was too much inventory that had disappeared. <laughs> it was all like candy and cokes, yeah. and we had all just helped ourselves to candy and yeah. cokes. <laughs> so they made us start. This is true story. <laughs> Anytime you bought anything in the store as an employee, they made you print out the receipt and you had to tape it around. Like if it was a Coke, you had to tape the receipt and carry the receipt Coke around the store so that the manager knew. Were you that was paid for? Yes, I do remember that. But even those like peanut M and M's had to wrap it up. Yeah, but you know. I was part of the reason why that probably went in effect. I'm sure all of us were. 100% I think all it of was, us. yes. It was a group effort. I think it was an assumed employee benefit. I think you know, like, was, yeah. big companies had 401ks at Blockbuster. Yeah. We should have just got free Twizzlers every right. once in a while, don't you think? Well, there was also uh, the um, people, somebody was making long distance phone calls. Oh, too, gosh. When it was like, <laughs> oh 20, it was like 20 cents a minute. <laughs> like 20 cents a minute. I remember the manager saying something. Well, we had a lot of long distance phone calls, but we think we found out what that's about. Oh, I was like, man. and I was thinking in my head, I was like, I've made I'm numerous yeah. long distance phone <laughs> yes. calls from this shop. They were all to a nine four zero area code, maybe. Oh, absolutely, yeah. there's no doubt. But one of the things back to Sean about the VCR was we had defensive driving. Remember the oh, defensive yeah. driving videos? Yeah. So there would be people. This was already kind of after DVDs took off. But all the defensive driving videos were on VHS. So you had to rent the VCR and the videos, and it was like $80. Yeah, yeah. And you had to leave like a credit card and all this other stuff. But the thing, the day after, the what was the name of that list? Uh, uh, the name of the list where we had to call people that had late Yeah, I, for some reason, like PR. I don't know. Yeah, I whatever really don't it was. Know. But... We sent those to collections. You were like, nothing happens. No, we sent those to collections. Yeah. <laughs> like somebody would have brought back You Got Mail like two days later yeah. and like never come back to pay the fee. And 45 days later, they would have gotten a collections notice for like $6.18 because 
Like we sick the dogs on them oh, for yeah. six dollars. Not, not unless I could ride it off for them first. <laughs> that was the goal. Exactly. <laughs> that was exactly. the goal. Exactly. I would always there be two people uh, cashiering on a Saturday night, and my line would be twenty deep because <laughs> everyone knew that this guy's going to ride off the lapis. And Grace, all of these stories continue to lead to your argument of we were the downfall of Blockbuster. Yes. <laughs> I need to apologize. I need to apologize to all our Mr. Blockbuster. Blockbuster. Yes, Mr. Blockbuster. (laughs) Well, like, uh, funny thing was is that the guy who owned Blockbuster owned the the Florida Marlins. You remember that? No. Yes, Wayne Huizenga. Yeah, Wayne owned the Miami Dolphins. No, he owned Blockbuster. I knew he owned the Dolphins. One of my favorite things: the Marlins had just won the World Series, and the next year the owner had ripped them apart. Remember, he like let like let all the players go, trade them all. Like the year after they won the World Series. And I remember this one kid come up to me, and he put he put the the movies he put the movies on the counter and slid him over, and with the straightest face, he looked like he went, "I don't like what your organization did to the Marlins." <laughs> and I started laughing. He started laughing, but I thought that was it was just a college oh, kid, nerdy baseball college kid. Oh, yeah. But I thought that was very your funny. organization, sir. Your organization <laughs> ruined, <laughs> ruined one of the best young Marlins. <laughs> Where do you think Devon White's going to go now? And then he went, ooh, gumballs. Yeah. Blah. Right after that. Gosh. Oh, uh, so is this scatter shooting or is this cleanup or is this Well, it's both? cleanup. Yeah. yeah. I do have a, a, a question, and it may end in like seven seconds. And that's fine. Okay. That's fine. Do, do you watch MTV, Grace? No. Have you ever watched MTV? Maybe. I don't think so. Is MTV still a thing? Yes. Really? Yeah. On what? Oh, yeah. I think maybe. I can well, I they, can see it in my head. They've still <laughs> Do you know what MTV is? Oh, one second. Was, <laughs> She's googling it real fast. Blank look of recon- <laughs> yeah, non-recognition. She doesn't know what it is. The MTV shows they still show like the real world road rules. It's called sure. the challenge or whatever sure. it is now. They still show the thing I watch, my guilty pleasure. Is the challenge? Is Jersey Shore. Oh. I watch still watch Jersey Shore. Yeah. With Snooky. With Snooky. She she quit at the end of this last Who's episode. the guy that had the big biceps or whatever? The situation. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we gotta serve the situation. <laughs> yes. He has become a motivational speaker now. Come on. Yeah. He's like huge. We should have him on the podcast at some point. Absolutely, we should. That would that would be if we did like a guest booking league situation would be at the top of That'd my list. That would be a ten pointer, you think? So you've looked it up on the computer. Okay, and I think I just know them from like news. Like I've seen them put out these news from MTV.com. Okay, so like on YouTube or in YouTube. social media things like that. Yeah, but you have never seen any kind of MTV program before. No. Wow. That blows my mind. That's the generation, I guess, right? We just divided it. Is that the generational <laughs> divide divided. just there? We just solved the whole podcast. We're Over. done. Well, We're done. Well, how far are we into this podcast? <laughs> what episode is this? 15? 15, yeah. So 15, 14 episodes and 10 minutes into the 15th, we yes. ended the podcast. Done. Yep. Grace has to watch Puck Six. on Real Life or whatever it's called, Real Success, World. Real World. <laughs> I was never real big in, into MTV. Even like when you were in college and stuff? Uh, a little bit. I definitely remember watching the Real World. I never watched the Challenge. And really, the only reason I know anything about the Challenge is Simmons Bill was just Simmons, talking yeah. about it. My leader, Grace, was just mm-hmm. talking about it. And I guess so. He said HBO Max has all that stuff now. Oh, that's another thing I wanted to bring up. Grace's okay. anti-HBO Max stance. HBO, oh, yeah. I'm here to report, HBO Max is awesome. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Here, here's How what so? I want to throw out. So? Ready? Awesome. If you, if you have to pick one, HBO Max, and Apple's got their own thing too now, right? Apple's got their own and thing. And that's the one that's got Defending Jacob and... <laughs> they bought a Tom Hanks movie that comes out sure. tomorrow. Okay. So which one would you go with between those two? Um, I would probably go with... Um, I would probably go with HBO Max because HBO Max not only has the entire run of Friends, yeah, uh, but they have like ten thousand movies. Oh my goodness! Oh, that's gonna take a while. A lot of cla- yeah. a lot of classics, <laughs> but also anything that comes on HBO goes straight to the Max. Why don't they have Rad? 
Well, come we'll on. get into that in a okay. little bit. So another question about HBO Max is do they have all of the old shows? I can remember as a kid in the 80s watching some of these shows that I don't even know like what the Fraggle name Like Fraggle Rock? No. Yeah, I can remember one just about the this guy. I, I don't even know. Lived in New York. I have no, I have no idea. I was just thinking about this last night. And what was the football one? Wasn't First there a, and ten. That was a show. On yes, H- it was yes. a show. Is that on HBO Max? I don't believe so. Oh, I would like to see a lot of that old programming right. they had. Some of the original stuff they did. I don't think that that's on there. But I'll be honest with you. I have not gotten anywhere close to the bottom of the HBO Max. It's going to take a while with ten thousand movies. Ten thousand <laughs> movies. Yes, it's going to take a little. And while. all the shows, <laughs> which. But anyway, I, if I can plug HBO Max, maybe they'll become All a sponsor. Right. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. We'll add it. The, um, I did have one question real quick just to kind of maybe sum up this blockbuster Netflix thing too because this was something I was curious about, with, about for you, Derek, was you are the uh, biggest movie – what's the word? Genius buff sure. fiend, whatever you want to sure. call it, uh, that I know. Right. Um, and so what, what, what's your experience in, I guess, the, do you miss the nostalgia of walking into a, into a movie store? Or do you far... Oh, 100%. Yeah. Because the thing, the anticipation of not knowing if the movie was going to be there. Ooh. So like you go in... And it in, was worse with video games. Like when the Nintendo first came out, yeah. they had one copy of Nintendo. Oh, we didn't even get Nintendo into that. Game. You rented video games oh, yeah. too. That Grace. was a big wow. deal. And but consoles. The thing that like the thing that and you touched on it with the story about the guy who kept showing up for the one movie for and, like, <laughs> and then followed us and then to Walmart. Followed you to Walmart. <laughs> I remember like I would remember people would call us. Like every hour, oh yeah, and it was for something really yes. like like guys get on with your life. It's okay. <laughs> It'd be like kiss the girls with yeah. Ashley Judd and Morgan Freeman. And it'd be like, dude, it's not that great. Well, and that was my point with contact. Kind of that became the bit of the whole thing. I thought, yes. but it was kind of like contact. I've Come still on. never watched Contact. Right. I don't think. You right. Know? Yeah. Maybe I'm missing out on something there. Uh, I wonder if that good. guy ever got to watch it's, Contact. Robert Zemeckis directed it. Really? Back to, back to the Future's Robert Little Zemeckis. Little Jodie Foster. Oh, Jodie Foster okay. and Matthew McConaughey's second movie. Ooh. After Time mm. to Kill. All right. Mm. Well, I don't know. I'm never going to watch it now just on principle because that guy was going to beat us up in the Walmart parking lot. and <laughs> just feels like a sh- something I should never return to. All right. So we have one cleanup. Real quick, too. And then okay. if we want more scatter shooting I to have, clean up. I have one more. And we'll, we can get into it. I, I've got one more cleanup thing from my previous appearance. Okay. Uh, we'll go first, then. Please. So, right. after um, we got through... Or, and I guess I should say this. If you haven't listened to the Do the Right Thing podcast, first, go Do watch that. the movie. And then listen to the Do the Right Thing podcast that we did. Like Derek said, it was about six episodes ago, and uh, Derek brought us tons of gifts, a couple of which mm-hmm. we've shared on Instagram, one of which we've shared on Facebook, and we'll continue to share. And if you listening, if you listen to the opening of this episode or the last couple, you've heard little snippets from those awesome uh, gifts. And so we have a gift for you. Whoa. A, a gift for you, Derek. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. And I've got to reach into my bag back here because it's in okay. my bag. The suspense is building. I'm really hoping you don't already have this. Is it a puppy? It's I don't not, need a puppy. <laughs> it's not a puppy. It's a kitten. Is that it's, okay? Uh, <laughs> no, that, that's, it's not. That's a, not it's good. neither. And I feel like uh, Grace and I, as we were talking about it, we stumbled upon this on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And as we were talking about it, I was like, I just feel like odds are high he's got it. Okay. Or... Mm-hmm. He's seen this at the exact same time. And so I kept going back to the Instagram post to see if you had liked it. <laughs> because I knew it was someone you followed, and that right. was Spike Lee. Right. And so Spike Lee, and I don't know, Whoa, do you have this? No. So this was a special Great. book that he put together and, and sold with a bunch of behind-the-scenes stuff. Awesome. And Oh, man. And he signed that. it and, and gave you a little message. <laughs> Personally. Said, Be safe. Spike Lee. Nice. <laughs> Dude, this is fantastic. Awesome. Thank you guys. Yeah, you bet. Thank you for will, uh, coming on there with us. I will immediately put this on eBay. 
Oh. <laughs> oh, no, no. Okay. Thank, you. Thank you for weathering the storm that was doing Do the Right Thing what for if, the very first movie <laughs> review. What if I completely did. shut down the podcast on my end and I just start flipping through this book? We're done. That yeah. No more rad. Well, here's the thing. This is what's funny is, is that I sent you uh, the message for like the poster. Yes. And I even like I didn't respond. Him, like, hey, are you going to sign these posters? Because I think I really want one of these posters. And he replied, yes. Yes. And I was like, I have officially had a conversation with Spike yes, Lee. Yes, yeah. Which was like, uh, so the deal. When you sent that, it was probably about three or four days after that, that he posted about this book and that he was going to be signing all of them. That's, uh, I have looked at that book. That is spectacular. Thank and you. Thank you both. That is Quite the gift. You bet. You bet. Well, I don't know that it'll so, ever stack up to <laughs> Rye Bread well, or Trevor no. the <laughs> Trevor the so. uh, TikTok. TikTok person. <laughs> Here's the thing that I missed the first time with Trevor. <laughs> You're laughing. <laughs> the thing so that I missed what? with Trevor was the climbing he legitimately coach. had good advice. Yeah, he did. Yeah. And he really, it was well thought out. Yeah. He it was. the dismount and the like the getting up on the the pommel horse there was he, was troublesome because yeah. he didn't really know what to do. <laughs> no, but he really was like, "Hey, Grace, he, this mm-hmm. is from the heart." He did a good job, Trevor. He did really good. I thought he did it excellent. as opposed to yes. our sweet Emily that thought it was grandfather granddaughter. But that's okay, <laughs> and that will forever be one of my favorite things yes. that comes. The out of The reaction of you two uh, when she says that is one of my favorite. I <laughs> wish you could have seen about the hundred times we've listened to it since. Yeah, because a lot of times I'll too I'll play it over the loudspeaker. <laughs> <laughs> and Grace has this thing where she says, "A little part of your soul dies every time you yeah, hear that." Yeah, like that's right. how I imagine it. When when I look at you as she says well, that, I went back and like read it, like read what I wrote again to see if I had made a mistake. And it says, like, I don't know if she read it and then it was in her head and she was like, nah, I'm good to go. I'm a TV person. I'm good to go. Here, yeah. here yeah. we go, rock and roll. Granddad, yeah. granddaughter, awesome <laughs> idea. But one thing that she did, that she said, and Rye Bread said was, here's. For your little podcast. Yes, your little podcast. podcast. (laughs) And I remember hearing uh, Jake on the ticket when he got the show recently. He said, anytime anybody wants to insult him, they're like, oh, well, you got that little radio show. So I was like, we don't have to do the little little pod. Here's your little hobby. It stings more from Emily, too. On the heels of the grandfather comment (laughs) and then into your little podcast. Right. So that's more, more, uh, that's more driving force for us there, Grace. To, we'll have Emily so, Jones on the 250th episode. Yep. I think, yeah, she's backlisted. <laughs> but here's the thing. So the book is amazing. It's, I will cherish it forever, at least for the next Yay. seven days until uh, it gets sold on eBay. But uh, that's a joke. Not just selling it. Are you, <laughs> are you spilling your drink over I there? Did a little bit. That's okay. <laughs> Uh, but uh, I didn't come to this podcast empty-handed. In, no, okay. No. So here's okay. the thing: Is Bart you Taylor s- about to walk through I'm, the door? Oh, that gosh. would be incredible. <laughs> I uh, I uh, brought some cameos last time. You guys gifted me this wonderful book, so I mm-hmm. have a couple of thank yous because this is a podcast. I don't know yes. if I'm going to continue to go to this well every time that I show up on your <laughs> podcast, but. I am at least for this next one. For this one, going to bring something. Love it. So we talked a little bit just now about rye bread. So I thought we need to check in and see (laughs) what rye bread's doing (laughs) right now. Am I right? Yes. So here's the thing. I was really quite taken with rye bread's song last time. It Mm -hmm. was a little, little jingle. The we only thing that I complained about was it's a little short. Yes. So I came back with three $1 bills. Nice. And I said, Rye Bread, <laughs> can we make a song? Give us the, more. Can you give us as much as possible? Yes. Oh. What can you do for as oh much as possible? This is amazing. Now, here's the thing. I want to tease this a little bit. Yeah. He went off on his own and did his own thing. I don't want to mm-hmm. give this away. But I ended up being quite moved by his cameo. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> so I can't wait. Is it heart There's two parts to this. So I'm going to play the song first. 
Okay. And I don't think that you can play it like the beginning of the show. It's a little moody. It reminded me kind of like grunge nineties a little bit. Oh, oh this is amazing. Because I, I gave him it. I gave him some like things like anyway. So I always like over talk this, but uh are we? Are yeah, we just up? make sure if if your volume's up, you're good. to Okay, go. so here's the volume thing. Uh, it's up. I uh, appear to be connected. Okay. Are we ready? Yep, we're ready. Because he's going to jump right into the song. Okay. Okay. All right. It's a. It's 45 seconds long. Oh, so just nice. rock and roll with it here. <laughs> but if you two ever wanted a song written about yourself, here you go. Here we go. If I can and rolling. Oh no! Oh man! Oh, no. Is it not working? I think it's, it's playing not... over there. Yeah, that's it's okay. On the speaker. Well, that's okay. Is the speaker on? The speaker is on. Oh, you hear that beeping? That's official. You need sound. better equipment. With uh, yeah. The Bluetooth over there. <laughs> what? You're one of the investors. Why don't you buy <laughs> well. me something nicer? Okay, so it's coming through my speakers. Why is it not coming through your speakers? I don't know. You are Bluetooth in. <laughs> We're sure. There it is. All right. Now we're in. Here we go. Connected to Bluetooth. Oh, yes. That's, we, that's, we ready? A, that's what we want okay. to hear. I really feel like we've ruined <laughs> Rat Bread's song. <laughs> Sorry. No way. All right, ready? Makes it better. Let's try it again. Yeah. <laughs> it's back to the computer. Oh, oh Do we need to stop? How is this happening? I tell you what. Why don't we do this? Let's take a quick break anyways. Okay. okay. And when we come back, we are going to hear... Possibly the greatest musical talent of our generation, Rye Bread. Rye Sing Bread. a song about Gen Coming up Five. next. <laughs> Hi, I'm Emily Jones, and you're listening to the Gen Divide podcast. Thanks, you guys, and as always, go Rangers. Into this song. All right, All right, so are we ready? Yes. I think it's going to work this time. Here we go. Gender Divide is the greatest podcast. I know that no one asked, but it is. Oh, it is. If you want to know a little about the past, come to Scott, he'll spit the facts and tell you. It's true. If you want to know a little about today, come to Grace, she'll tell you the way it is. It's also the truth. So watch and enjoy with Scott and Grace. How about Yay! that? That was awesome. That was <laughs> greatness. Gosh, right, Brad. We may not so be. Big we right may, now. You are smiling really big. <laughs> we may not be able to wait till episode one hundred. No, no, I think I think we we've got to get this in action him sooner. On the deal. Probably. Yes. So so when he sent the video, it's sixty seconds long. I could tell it was sixty seconds long. So I'm listening mm-hmm. to the song. I'm like, wow, this is great. Yeah. Yes. And then he stops, and then he cuts back in, and he sends us. A really heartfelt message. Oh, gosh. You paused it or something. I did. I paused it. I cut it because I wanted the message to play on its own. All right. Here we go. So are you ready for the message? Yes. Because he's quite moved with the fact that we've come back for another cameo. Thank you so much for coming to me again. And it really helps every time you come. I, I don't even know what to say. I'm, I'm happy. I'm, <laughs> I'm happy to do this again. Hopefully you enjoy it. Thank you so much. And I feel like pairing mode is off. I feel. I feel like. I feel like he. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Hold on. Sorry, I almost blew. Gift number two. Oh no. So I really felt like if you saw the video, you could tell like he's kind of stammering because he's really appreciative of the fact that we've come back to him. But he he when he's playing the song, you'll see this. When he's playing the song, he has notes written in the whole, like, he really worked. Really? To, this is not like the Rad soundtrack where people are just singing karaoke <laughs> off to the side. <laughs> <laughs> he really put some time and effort and energy into this. So I, uh, I, was, I was really like the little message at the end. Yes. You watch it. You, mm-hmm. he's, it's quite moving. I that, can't uh, wait to watch we, it. We uh, kind of helped mm-hmm. him out. 
So anyway, there's uh, rye bread. Now I do have more things uh, for the for in a second. Like technically, are we going to? Is it going to work? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Derek. So for those of you listening, the way we mix here is mm-hmm. I've got a Bluetooth speaker sitting right next to me, <laughs> and when someone wants to play something, I hold that up to the microphone. Someday we'll have a board op. Right, yeah. maybe Dylan could be the board up. She could be sitting right over there by the kitchen I think sink. It would be awesome if you had like a little pod for her. yeah, a little mm-hmm. spot, and she just hits the button every once in a while. Yeah, and then you just go, "Hey, Dylan, how long have we been podcasting for?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "I hate you, Dad." Well, I think you. I think you. I feel like you unpaired at the end. I think that I was the last it message. Says it's, it's, it still says it's Give it a little play oh. real quick and just see what it does. Okay, Maybe we're, even we're try Rye Bread again to, just to see. Uh, we're going to go back right in the middle of the song. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. let's see if it's coming through here or there. It's All right, so you're connected. All right. Okay. Second right. gift. Two gifts. Sorry about that. Well, I, I, I feel like if unless you all have anything else, I think we should start talking about the movie. Let's do it. Okay. But I have something... To, I'd like to introduce the movie, talk like give a little backstory so that we can enjoy this next little piece of audio. Love it. Okay. So mm-hmm. Rad is this movie from 1986. It's a BMX movie, which means it's about bike racing. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's incredible. One of the reasons why it's it's lasted this long is because it's been extremely hard to find over the years. They you can't find it on streaming. And tomorrow we'll talk about that later. It's been hard. Like people would hoard VHSs of it and things like that. You'd have to mm-hmm. go to eBay to try to find things and have to spend a lot of money. So the movie has grown this cult following mainly because it's been really, really hard to find. But basically, the movie is about this kid who is in this small mountain town. It was shot in Canada. We're not one hundred percent sure. It, it feels like it's supposed to be set in the U.S. though, but it yes. was shot in Canada. Yeah. So it's this kid named Crew Jones who's 17, 18. He's played by this actor named Bill Allen, who really didn't do much after this. He's become known as Crew Jones and has kind of worked the circuit, right? Mm -hmm. So the movie's about Crew trying to get out of his small town and be legitimately the world's best BMX racer. The reason that they come to the town is is because they've built this track called Hell Track, and... Put up all this money. We'll get into the plot later, but he has the opportunity to race Hell Track and become basically live out his dreams as one of the best bike racers in the world, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, Crew Jones is the hero of the movie. Actor's name is Bill Allen. So, I said, Oh no. <laughs> what if we could get Bill Allen to bless. Our podcast oh, about come on. rad. Come on! Oh my gosh! So unlike the rye bread one, I did put my name and I did jump into this. Yes, one. I hope <laughs> yes. so. I hope so. This so, is Bill freaking Allen. We're gonna hear from Bill Allen. Yeah, we're also going to. Uh, I missed a birthday. I missed your birthday. I saw you on your birthday. Didn't wish you a happy birthday. So part Bill, of my fault. Uh, Bill, I probably should have said, "Hey, Derek." It's my birthday. So anyway, <laughs> I thought Bill Allen could help me back out. Okay. I All right, it. so we're ready? It. Hey, guys. I wanted to say hi to Scott, Grace, and Derek and wish Scott a very happy birthday. And I got a question for you. If I try to qualify, will you be there? And show some respect. You could have at least waited till we finished dancing. <laughs> Always go balls out and let's walk this sucker. Hi, Yay. I'm Bill Allen, and you're listening to Jen Divide. Oh, Yay. That is awesome. That's greatness. So Gosh. I felt like this might be the only chance we do a movie review where we could actually hear from the main actor in the movie. <laughs> yeah. No doubt. No doubt. I was thinking that, so, that, that same thing. I had to grab Bill Allen. I asked him for more. Yeah. I asked him really. I just, I pummeled him with questions, basically. But mm-hmm. he really came through, threw out some of the the big quotes from the movie, yeah. like mm-hmm. the most popular quotes from oh, the yeah. movie. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, and then gave us a liner. Yeah. That will live forever. 
Yes. So, are we ready to get into rad? I think yes. so. That's let's do it. Anyway, so I guess I what is everybody's favorite moment? We'll just start off hot. What is everybody's favorite moment or scene from the movie? Grace, do you want to start? Yes, for me it's easy. It's definitely the dance from like starting from when Bart and his entourage start dancing and the guy over the speaker is like, oh, wow, here they come. I feel like, um, I feel like uh, since no one, and maybe I made a mistake, like since really no one really knows the movie all that well, like you, the thing is, is in the middle of this movie, as Crew is making his way to try to qualify for this race, there is a dance yeah. yes. in the middle of this movie <laughs> held at the at the like the high school gym. Mm-hmm. There Very seems weird. to be a really weird mix of old people, <laughs> super young people. Yes. One guy spike like, and punch for the adults. That are, like the bikers are in their like early twenties. Yeah, and then there's this DJ you never see is no. like announcing, <laughs> and they have this dance with bikes in the middle yes to send me an angel which is probably Mm -hmm. easily the most popular song from this movie no doubt but great that was great that like that is easily my favorite i was really hoping somebody would pick that scene so what was your Mm -hmm. favorite part of that one like the one scene like the build-up to (laughs) the scene no fair (laughs) <laughs> fair. She's getting to go first. We have the exact same answer. We're There's all just no talk question. About this. We have the. Exact we probably should have saved this discussion. <laughs> <laughs> We're just starting off hot. Go ahead, do it. Do it, Grace. From... Should we act it out for him instead of doing it? Oh gosh. Well, maybe if we had cameras, <laughs> or if we have mom in here, we could probably do it. Right? <laughs> well, the best, like the best part is that. So, like the like the the best racer. And he mm-hmm. has two twins yes. that are like his henchmen. Yes. But they look like bit. Michael like Young. Rex and Rob or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but they look exactly mm-hmm. like Michael Young. They, so I call them really? Michael Young twins. <laughs> I can see it a little but bit. But they're also <laughs> uh, accompanied by two girls. And they're wearing two? space suits mm-hmm. when they dance. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I mentioned that under my fashion category here that what the twins wore to the dance it looked like it could have been from star wars or something like that so do you remember there was a mini series called v about aliens oh, and yeah. it was huge yes those two suits that they're wearing are from v really yes i, I can that. see that very, very um well. so uh the the thing that really was weird to me was is that there's there's the the, the bad biker guy yeah who, by the mm-hmm. way, is an Olympic gymnast. Yes, that's yeah. right. Uh, and we al- saw that. He's a gold medal winner, right? He won two gold medals yes. in, 84, in the 84 <laughs> Olympics in Los Angeles. Oh the gosh. following year, they're like, hey, we need you to be the chief bad guy biker yeah. and rad. And forever, he is Bart Taylor and not an mm-hmm. Olympian now. And he, yes, mm-hmm. he has basically said, if anybody recognizes me, it's because of yeah. rad and not yeah. the fact that I brought home two gold medals. Oh, but gosh. I didn't understand why there were two women with the three men and why they just couldn't have another actress because those two actresses don't do a whole lot except no. act extremely strange throughout the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they're wearing like bodysuits, which was mm-hmm. a very 80s. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Jane Fonda. It was, they're very like athletic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you should wear one of those to CrossFit one day <laughs> to show up <laughs> those leopard. Oh, gosh. But like, uh, basically, in the middle of this movie, they decide to have this dance with. All kinds of people, and they play "Send Me an Angel," mm-hmm. and then the the bad guys are out dancing, and then Lori Laughlin, who shows up as yes. the girlfriend, comes in, comes in in a bike. Mm-hmm. They have the uh, Becky from Fuller could, House when Aunt Bill, Becky when Mal, <laughs> yes, Aunt Becky. <laughs> When when uh, Bill Allen said uh, you could have waited until we were done dancing, that's what Bart oh, says yeah. to Aunt mm-hmm. Becky. Great line. And she's like, excuse me. I'm, we've got a <laughs> yeah. scene. We're going to play a scene a little bit. You can hear the quality of the dialogue in this movie. It's mm-hmm. incredible. <laughs> but then they go into this like three and a half minute dance on yeah. bikes, which, by the way, you never see the actors on the bike and see the wheels at the same time. It's mm-hmm. always the stunt double. Yes. Yeah. So it's like, and they're, they're, 
posing on the box. It <laughs> becomes parody at a certain point. Oh, yeah. yeah. It becomes parody at a certain point. So, Easily the best scene. Hold on, though. Yeah. What was the your favorite moment of the scene, Grace? This is where I think we've got to have the same answer. Okay. Well, I know what your answer is, okay. and it's when... It's the when the, the twins, twins are dancing boo. with the girl, <laughs> and they're like moving, <laughs> and then they do a little high five fist bump move. Yeah, I didn't understand what they were high fiving because <laughs> they pulled it off, man. Off. It, it looked like, great. Well, it was okay. like they clear the dance floor, right. and then they they have a like a two minute. Perfectly choreographed dance That's what that I was they do. If At one point, one of them kind of goes to the side to hit on another girl, yes. and then comes back in. <laughs> he just kisses her. Yes, he and does. it feels very much like a scene from Boogie Nights to me. Yes, it matches Boogie Nights. Right. Just the whole dance and everything, and I felt like I could see characters from Boogie Nights doing that exact same scene where they were mm-hmm. hiding back and forth well, behind a, the girl. Oh like a lot of these scenes <laughs> force you to ask questions. For starters, these are the best BMX bikers in the world mm-hmm. and they have the time to, 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 I guess, rent out a ballroom and then do choreographed Chore- yes. <laughs> Choreograph their own yeah. number. It's like you imagine if like Mike Trout stopped hitting a baseball for a couple of weeks. He's yeah. like, we're just going to do a dance number. One of the older <laughs> actors during that, like right when they go out to dance, he says about Bard, he's like, is there anything this, this kid, kid can't do? do. <laughs> As he's having punch in a glass. Oh, in a glass. That? Who's that guy? That's Ray Walston. He's famous for... Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Has to be one of He's the very Mr. few Hand. people, and not to skip ahead if we're going to get to this, but he has to be one of the very few people that this is not their apex, right? Oh, yeah. He's movie. Mr. Hand for my Becky? generation. Would Becky? Aunt Becky? Aunt Becky? Aunt is Becky's she bigger full from house. Full House than she yeah. is here? Probably more famous for the fact that she's going to go to jail for the fact what? that she tried to bribe people. <laughs> yeah. To, yeah. Like that's but if we're talking about the apex that. of her you career. <laughs> right. Let's not. Right, yeah. Um, do you think uh, the leopard body uh, uh, sock girl who danced back and forth? Yeah. yeah. Do you think that was her apex? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I think the rest of them. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, well. The one exception there, and even then, I kind of thought, do I want Cruz's mom or do I want Adrian, right? Balboa, mm-hmm. Rocky's wife. Right. Okay. Obviously not her apex, but I kind of thought I liked her in this. Well, she was also yeah. in both, the, like, she's in The Godfather, so oh, that might gosh. be, Rocky's oh. probably her yeah, apex. Yeah, Rocky's got to be, right? I mean, But, I mean, she was in The Godfather, so. Anytime Sly Stallone's screaming your name at the end of a boxing yeah. match, you win. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I didn't, I, I. I feel like I uh, maybe jumped the gun a little bit, but uh, there's <laughs> so much to get into this movie. I don't want to like run people down, but I do want to go back to the beginning real quick. Let's do it. So the movie opens with four minutes, a four-minute title sequence where it's nothing but BMX tricks. Very comparable yeah. to a seven-minute uh, intro of, uh, of Rosie Perez violently dancing do half the, the time with boxing gloves on. What if the only <laughs> movies that we do on this podcast have four-minute title sequences that make yes. no sense? I like yes. it. I like it a lot. But the, So the four-minute title sequence is immediately followed by four minutes of... Crew and his two friends delivering newspapers. The USA mm-hmm. Today product placement, by the way. Yes. But the thing is, is that that caught me uh, is that uh, Crew and his crew, especially, seems to have everybody wait for him in the town before they start their day. Yes. Yes. Uh, he drives by. I wrote every. I wrote everything down in here. But I'll hit some of these. Uh, he has a dog wait for him in the backyard. Mm-hmm. The dog comes and jumps and grabs the paper. Uh, he has a, the, a guy with a trash truck wait for his <laughs> yes. paper, then takes him so and lifts lift him, him up over, over the fences. Gosh. Uh, he rolls through the hardware store. The guy evidently has left both doors open. He rolls through mm-hmm. a hardware store. Um, the His buddy does the trick onto the top of the station wagon. Oh yeah, and falls, and there's, but there's kids in, and the woman has no idea that uh-huh. this 150 pound man with a bike has landed on top of her station wagon. <laughs> she just starts screaming at the kids. Uh, 
the uh, very eighties uh, where they're not really they're not really villains, but the rich kids who are wearing salmon polo yeah. shirts. Oh yeah, and yeah. one kid is holding a stack of papers and going mm-hmm. through his acceptance letters. And he's yes. SMU, <laughs> Yale, Stanford, yeah. <laughs> and then the the crazy bikers like run through and knock uh-huh. all the uh, papers out of his yeah. hand. Uh, that was that was a very eighty staple. Was the salmon polo with the guy who was too bit maybe too big for his britches or was rich mm-hmm. and you know yeah that, that was a very eighties uh, uh, trope mm. if you will. But <laughs> yes. um, so Bill Allen only did one stunt in the movie and it was in that sequence. Do you guys know what it was? In the mm-hmm. dance sequence? No. No the in beginning the, during okay. the delivering papers, No, I have no clue. When he goes through the fence Oh. Okay, and then looks back and, looks and it says like, hell track. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so there's a privacy fence, like a normal privacy fence, but it has mm-hmm. a flap in it, and he rides through the flap. Yeah. Like Jeez. hits it straight on. Well, evidently there were two guys standing on each side that flipped it up. Yeah. So he did actually hit the thing, but he but that was his only deal. But he turns around and he sees hell track. Hell track. Hell track. So hell track is like We'll get to Hell Track in a second, but sure. do you know that they replicated Hell Track in Texas? No, I thought I'd where forget is it? it. I'm not 100 percent sure where it's at, but I believe they replicated it in Texas. Oh wow, we should go do that. We should do it. <laughs> we'll race. I don't know if I want to do the three story drop that it starts with. <laughs> right, I'll just start. Well, after guess what? That. Neither did the BMX bikers at the end. No, like, <laughs> no, they had somebody break their leg going down it. They they basically wow. said you it was much much taller than that they wanted a super tall fall yeah and they had guys like hurting themselves legitimately so they cut mm-hmm. it down to like 25 feet oh, gosh but anyway <laughs> they couldn't do a full lap on the track to film they had to break up the race in segments mm-hmm. and film it over two weeks we'll get to hell track. yes <sighs> so, so that, does that mean we can't do it then Probably not. I think y'all mm. could do it. You think we could ride Hell Track? If I think we y'all find can ride it? Hell Track. It might be no, like an Alvor. You need to do it with us, Derek. <laughs> what if? And then for the next <laughs> oh pick God. for the movies, whoever wins gets I don't the next pick. Talk about science, but forward <laughs> momentum would not be good for me down a 25 foot drop. Um, there are things like the thing, and I, t- I mean, you talked about this the other day, but like the script is nowhere near being mm-hmm. finished. Yeah. E- they there are things that go weird. nowhere. There are scenes yeah. that make yeah. no sense. There's no motivation for a lot of these characters. They're just there yeah. to kind of check a box. Yes. Like, Crew has an ex-girlfriend. You Katie. Get like, yeah, Katie. You get, like, mm-hmm. two scenes with her, and then she disappears. But in one of those yeah. scenes when he's trying to impress her, yes. I really love that, how she has <laughs> nothing to do with it. She couldn't care less. Yeah. Grace. He has some moments in it where it's really like... Um, I don't know. After he just did this amazing little uh, cameo for us, I don't want to want to say, but that's one of them. When she says something about what are we going to go on your bike, and he's like, "Yeah, or yeah. whatever." You know? Yeah, I, I love it. I, I eat that stuff up. Yeah. It's incredible. It's awful, but it is incredible. Yeah, it's yeah. so great. But it's very, it's very of the decade. It it's is very of that time, and. Uh, it's it's just man, it's just so much fun. There's no, I had a smile on my face like all ninety minutes rewatching that. Yes, that movie. Mm. But like the thing with to go back, the thing with the girlfriend, like there's no reason for the girlfriend to be in it. He could just be a guy no. who loves biking and then falls in love yeah. with Aunt Becky, exactly. and the movie's the same. Yeah, but <laughs> I honestly think that they got in there and they were like. The, the writer's like, hey, I got this first draft, and the studio mm-hmm. was like, we love it, we want to shoot it. Well, yeah. there's like there's like six or seven well, plot holes I really want to... Yeah, and you have to think Katie was supposed to be further developed. And and quite possibly she had more scenes, and they were just like, we want to sure. keep this thing to 90 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Because the in the scene right after uh, the sergeant chases them around the lumberyard... Yeah, we'll get to him in a second. Yes, but Uncomfortably the- nicknamed Skinhead, by the way. <laughs> But he pulls up, crew pulls up next to his buddies, and they say they're going to ass slide, Mm -hmm. which is an amazing thing in itself. Right. Uh, I don't know why Lake Bridgeport doesn't have an ass slide, but we're going to build one on Lake Bridgeport. I think so. um, But you can only only take 
a new girlfriend or boyfriend there so that you can fall in love in well, an afternoon. Yes. Remember, so his the other two are headed there, which he later finds out have a thing going on. Right, exactly. He didn't realize it at the time. Right. And then they also razz him and say, what, you're going to wait and go with Katie? Yeah. And he's like, no, I have to go pick up my little sister, Wesley. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we want to get into the talk about the little sister in a little bit. Uh, but... There's just so many little things that don't add up or don't make sense, yeah. and it just—I love every one of it. But do you think if somebody came down the cul-de-sac here, like a kid your age, and they just did tricks <laughs> on like a skateboarder from BMX, do you think that you would like them more or less? Probably. If they were like, "Hey, Grace, watch this. It's your favorite one." What is the line? It's but not your less. It's not your easy to impress. But what? What's he <laughs> say? No, he says no, something. Yeah, you're, you're, so, easy to impress. you're so, oh, man, you're so impress. easy to impress. You're so easy to impress. But what's weird is, is that she really like she really pushes back on him, yeah. and then in the middle, he's like, "You're going to be at the dance," and she's like, "Well, maybe." Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. is are you opening like him to come talk to you, or mm-hmm. and he, she's just like, you know, you're a loser or whatever she says <laughs> yeah. and walks off. But. Mm-hmm. Um, there are just so many little things like that where uh, – so to back up, just from a structure standpoint, okay, okay. <laughs> we get four minutes of BMXing mm-hmm. with just the title card, just random tricks. Sure. So no, no plot development, no oh, character awesome development. Stuff. We get crew and his crew for four minutes, and then we smash cut to a city meeting. Yeah. Yeah. Just a city – just a random city meeting, and they're announcing the fact that they're coming – to this mm-hmm. small town of Cochrane for Hell Track, uh, and they're going to run this race. And we meet our villain, our chief villain, mm-hmm. and his name is Duke Best, and he is the owner <laughs> of a bike company named Mongoose. Duke potentially has an alcohol problem. Did we all catch that? Definitely. Duke probably has an alcohol Definitely problem. Definitely has an alcohol problem. <laughs> uh, so Duke sets up this race in Cochrane so that his Number one rider, Bart Taylor, who is yep. Bart Connor in real life, Olympic gold medal gymnast, <laughs> <laughs> will win Hell Track. And he has, we find out later that he has a sponsorship deal worth hundreds of thousands of dollars with yep. some sporting goods. At one point, he says, I have millions of dollars millions. of products with your face on yes. it. Yes, <laughs> yes. When he's basically, like, yeah. How popular was this sport? It was very popular was in the big. mid mid late eighties. It really was. Wow. Do I think that it was as popular as maybe they have made it appear on Brad? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But like would those have sold well, merchandise like, with his face on with it? With Bart Taylor. Well, there was uh, weren't there people at the parade with his well, pictures? Well, in the yeah. in the first scene we see the sister, she's on the playground getting picked on by a kid wearing a Bart Taylor t shirt. And t-shirt. all the kids mm. are painting Bart Taylor yes. for the parade. Yes. Bart Taylor signs yeah. for the parade. Okay. But so we find that out, but at this meeting, he announces that it's going to be a hundred thousand dollars in a Corvette. So I looked it up. Inflation. What do you think a hundred grand is back in eighty six? Uh, what do you think it's worth today? A hundred grand. I'm no good no. at this game. No ever. idea. Uh, <laughs> okay, four hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. That's really not close. Okay, um, <laughs> it is two hundred and fifty thousand. Two hundred and fifty thousand. So you were going to get two hundred fifty thousand dollars and a new Corvette. I had to not look up what how much a Corvette's worth, but so we could argue roughly three hundred thousand. That's a nice little haul, mm-hmm. right? For winning a bike race. So Jeez. he he announces this race. And at this city meeting, he announced that they're mm-hmm. going to have this race. A woman stands up, and she says... Mrs. Gray. Mrs. Gray. <laughs> she stands up, and she says, what about this riffraff, these professional bikers you're bringing in? What are they going to do to the community, and how are our local boys supposed to feel about this? Yeah. <laughs> so on the spot, Duke Best, villain, yeah. <laughs> and his henchman, mm-hmm. who's like something out of Scooby-Doo... Say, he's awesome. He, he like he mouths this. the words qualifier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 20,000. And then mouths <laughs> 20,000. Duke Best like, shakes no, him off says, no, we're no. going to do 10,000. <laughs> yeah. So oh, man. on the spot, they give Crew Jones the ability to qualify that for Hell Mrs. Track. Gray is Mrs. Very Gray. Respond. If Mrs. Gray doesn't have that moment, the movie's over. 
There's no uh, yeah. point for Miss Gray to be at the meeting. Why is she there? There's no point for her <laughs> to bring up the things she brings up. And yeah. she has a weird, like, hiccup stutter well, in her line. And I, and I was watching that thinking, like, should they have redone that? The thing is, is that she's coming off of the clap from the announcement. The people oh, are clapping yes. to applaud okay. the announcement. Okay. And she's like, it's like she's on Saturday Night Live when the audience won't stop clapping. Yes. And yeah. someone starts <laughs> to say their line and then they have to wait for the claps. That's what she does, but yeah. they didn't take it out no. or, or smooth it out. <laughs> so she starts the question, has to wait for the people <laughs> who were in the edited movie to stop clapping and then restarts her question, which makes no sense. She's just there basically yeah. to let crew in, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's another guy, and this is really there's another Ray Walston who was in Fast Times, Mister Hand in Fast Times. Was he something in Mister Ed or something? Or oh, was I, don't, he I don't know. In I mean, some he's TV been in show as yeah, a kid. There's no doubt he's been in so Alien? much stuff. Or our favorite Martian is he in that uh, or something? He's in. Yeah, I think it's my favorite Martian. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, w- he owns the lumber yard, which we see a chase scene with the cop yes. uh, in the lumber yard. Yeah. We mm-hmm. assume that that's his. His name is Mr. Timmer, even though he runs Burton. a timber yeah. uh, uh, company. <laughs> Timmer's timber. What is yeah. his motivation in this thing? <laughs> I don't know. We were talking about that, too. Like, what is he getting out of this? There's a lot one of point, gaps on, like, the business yeah, side. It he says something me, about big profits. He well, says at one point. <laughs> he's in Duke Best, who's already liquored up at the dance, shows up and goes. At the high school. At the high school. <laughs> possibly the middle school that's gym. The thing, it's not the high school. It's, it is a school, but there's not high school kids there. No. They're like college kids. Yeah. And yeah. they're, they're like hanging out, and there's like this <laughs> disco ball, and there's this DJ who evidently is maybe God. I don't know. He just appears yeah. out of nowhere. He just takes cues, it too. Just takes cues. <laughs> At one point, Chrissy just or whatever name ready. just holds her hand in the air, <laughs> yeah. and everyone follows. They just go right very, in to send me an angel. It was very Karate Kid, very like. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Daniel Russo's going to fight? Yes. Daniel Russo's going to yes. fight. Um, but he, the. The uh, I don't know what he's in the movie for. He has to save crew at the end, which, by the way, we can get into in a second because he ponies up the money for the entry fee yeah. for crew. But is. what is he doing in the movie? I'm asking you, Grace. What is he doing in the movie? Does he build the track? Is that like the did lumber? Did that he was say, my guess. Well, do you think he says like uh, Duke Best says over drinks, of course, <laughs> build me this track. And mm. if you build me this track, I will cut you in on some of these profits. That could be it because yeah. the time there's one point when Duke says something about how great it is. And mm-hmm. Burton says, I've held up my end of the deal. And I think it's when they're talking about yeah. how great hell track is. Right. Right. And yes. uh, so I kind of wondered if that was it or if he, you know, you also think always like of the, which again, he ends up being a good guy, but the bad rich guy in a lot of movies. I always harken back to right. what's the Patrick Swayze movie? Roadhouse. Roadhouse. The rich, the rich bad guy in town. Can we do Roadhouse next? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that. I wonder if that was the intent originally. Like he's really just a man behind the scenes in the I just, city. I feel like this movie should be about two hours and fifteen minutes. Yes. And the forty-five minutes that we're making, like that we're talking about mm-hmm. right now. Just just got taken out. Like, yeah. everything that would explain everything just got taken out. Well, if we redo it, we'll add all this back into it. We're going to make mm-hmm. Mrs. Gray and Burton Timmer right. more dynamic. Right. Mm-hmm. And the twins. Yes. yes. The more twins. of the, the twins. Young, we want the more Michael of the young twins. twins. <laughs> what if, at the end of the movie... They they take over Mongoose. We, we don't, we, we'll get into why in a second. But they, they're going to take over and be the face of Mongoose. Mm-hmm. Like, what if they just decided to hang up biking and just become like... Dancers, dancers in spacesuits. Dancers. dancers in spacesuits. <laughs> <laughs> what if they just showed up at random small towns and showed up at dances <laughs> just yeah. to do that number? Yes. Like, have you ever been to a karaoke place and it's like... At some point, you realize that there's like a husband-wife duo, and they have moves, and they like sing the same song, 
and you realize that they've been working on it all week at oh, home, yeah. Yeah. and they show up because the moment their song's over, they leave. They're not there to like have a good time. They're there to perform. Yeah, and I Gosh. felt like that's what those two twins. I've were never like. done that, but I would do it only to redo that entire dance sequence. And I get to be one of the twins. I get. Okay, I don't so, want to be Bart. So every <laughs> even mo- though Bart's got some great moves. Too. Every yeah. movie that we do has to have the following. Yeah. It has to have. Uh, uh, an incomprehensible dance <laughs> sequence that we don't understand and yes. a four-minute title sequence okay. that we don't understand. That's really going to pare it down, mm-hmm. I think. We're gonna have our, do you think we've Perfect. done both movies? We're going to have a hard, <laughs> <laughs> we're have a hard time living up to that, I think. Hey guys, thanks for listening to part one of the Gen Divide review of the movie Rad. We had a lot of fun with that. We want to thank Derek for joining us, our movie genius. Want to remind everyone to subscribe and give us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. You can reach out to us with feedback or ideas, or if you want to join us sometime via email, it's gendividepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. You can follow us on Instagram. We are at gendividepodcast or look us up on Facebook. But until next time, keep the thunder in your heart.